Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, welcome. It is Wednesday, uh, August 23, and we are back again with Morgan and Caleb and Emmett. Um, and uh, you have missed out on some of the fun as we hit, we end the episodes, then there's a lot of banter in between. And it's, you know, it's interesting. So um, it, it brings me back to my days as a camp counselor and um, just... Yeah, it's, it's been fun. So I'm sorry you can't see the behind the scenes. We're not doing that for you guys who are listening. But um, today we're going to look at Proverbs 28. But as we typically do on Wednesdays, we um, have our guests share kind of how they use the gifts God's given them, um, whether it's in the VP community or outside of that. Now, all three of my guests are, um, I just looked up and Morgan had tape on her mouth. So <laughs> The antics don't stop. The we do them all up. the way throughout <laughs> just silently. Yes. Mm. Um, but um, this is, but I asked them, do they have a story they want to share about what they do to sh- use their gifts outside of camp, like went back in the quote-unquote real world? So Caleb's going to share um, a little bit of what he does, how he uses the gifts God's given him back at, at school. Yeah, at school I am a general manager for college mentors for kids. Um, we have a bunch of underprivileged students uh, from the local school come in and hang out and get loved upon from uh, the different, like, different college students that we have and it's just a really good time for them to have fun to let loose to um, also learn some like valuable life lessons and have a, just a, po- a positive role model in their life and it just I think it's really cool that we can use our gifts and it kind of translates because we don't call ourselves counselors but we're kind of like counselors uh, and mentors for for these kids yeah it's uh, so cool is it a, a faith-based um I want to say ministry, but I mean service, or is it? It is not faith-based, okay. um, but it does, like, it echoes a lot of, like, as if it were. Like, we are pouring out love and yeah. and kindness and just everything we are and all this energy for these kids, and it's it's really cool. Yeah. Um, well, I think that goes, kind of ties back to what we talked about, what Emmett talked about on the first episode about how you have to have credibility if you're living um, and so even though you can't share your faith directly with the kids, or mm. that's not really the point of what you're doing there, they can see Jesus working and living through you, and you can yeah. model that from. So, uh, And for some of uh, your kids, they probably, um, they probably don't have any other context with, um, may, I shouldn't say that's generalization, but you, know, you might be the only Christian they experience. Mm-hmm. And so for you to live your faith out for them, that, that's great. So cool. Um, so right. you, you better do it perfectly. Since you're the <laughs> yeah, only one. Don't mess one. up. No pressure. <laughs> no, no pressure at all. <laughs> no, uh, lots of pressure. Lots of pressure. All the pressure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. All right. Um, meanwhile, <laughs> back in the Bible. Um, <laughs> so uh, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. Of course. Um, uh, Morgan's going to read to us from uh, Proverbs 28, uh, 1 through 13, I believe we said. Um, and then we will talk about it. So Indeed. The wicked flee, though no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. When a country is rebellious, it has many rulers, but a ruler with discernment and knowledge maintains order. A ruler who oppresses the poor is like a driving rain that leaves no crops. Those who forsake instruction praise the wicked, but those who heed it resist them. 
Evildoers do not understand what is right, but those who seek the Lord understand it fully. Better the poor whose walk is blameless than the rich whose ways are perverse. A discerning son heeds instruction, but com- but a companion of gluttons disgraces his father. Whoever increases wealth by taking interest or profit from the poor amasses it for another who will who will be kind to the poor. If anyone turns a deaf ear to my instruction, even their prayers are detestable. Whoever leads the upright along an evil path will fall into their own trap, but the blameless will receive a good inheritance. The rich are wise in their own eyes. One who is poor and discerning sees how deluded they are. When the righteous triumph, there is great elation, but when the wicked rise to power, people go into hiding. Whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. All right, thank you. So what do we hear in that? What did what jumped out at you about who God is or who we are, just kind of some life lessons to live by? Don't all speak at once. <laughs> it was pretty dense, honestly. Um, we talked a little bit uh, before this. Verse 5, the evildoers do not understand what is right, but those who seek the Lord understand it fully. I learned somewhere... I promise it was from someone smart, most likely. Um, all concepts of morality come from the Bible and from the spirit, which, A, just like it just proves that we are inherently connected to the Holy Spirit, no matter your relationship with Christ, whether you do or don't have one or how developed that relationship is. Um, because I'm trying to think, like, well, maybe this, maybe I, I can't say like, even if like from, from birth, like you automatically know what's good and bad, but like, as you grow up, people, even non-Christians teach their kids like, yeah, it's wrong to hit people. Mm-hmm. Don't hit people. Don't steal things. And it's not that they're constantly pointing back to the gospel saying like, look, here's this passage that says mm-hmm. don't hit people. Mm-hmm. But we just, we know that's wrong. Um, not, not even just like societally, it just, it just is. And the reason that we can't explain it is because it is one of those like instinctual Holy Spirit kind of things. Like we're connected to that right and wrong mentality. Yeah. Um, when I was recording last month's episode, uh, last, uh, we read, I think it was Proverbs five. I don't remember the exact chapter, but, um, it talked a lot about wisdom is common sense Mm. and Mm. you just kind of. You, you know that this is wrong. It's just common sense. Right. Um, so I love how you, you can make that connection with, a, well, it's the Holy Spirit that's prompting us, whether we acknowledge it or not. Um, we all, can, we're, we are created to want to be with God. And so his Holy Spirit can kind of prompt us with that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, even the golden rule comes from the Bible, which is yep. really yeah. cool. Yeah. Matthew 7, verse 12, golden rule. Yeah. So. What else from this passage? It talks a couple times about honesty. And I I feel like in our society, that's not as like rewarded or valued as it should be. Like honesty. A lot of times we see people lying to, to get what they want to get ahead. And I don't know, sometimes... It can be hard to take the full like consequence of your actions by being honest when you could tell a little white lie and and try to get around that. Yeah. But like taking on the the, the consequences, it's just it's better. 
Yeah. You'll go through that? Um, there's a lot in this chapter and some of the other ones too that just really hit that point that it's better to be poor and honest mm -hmm. than mm -hmm. to be rich and dishonest. Yeah. Um, or um, if you work hard, there's plenty of food. This is verse 19 and 20 that we didn't read, but um, people who do get rich schemes and in poverty. Um, mm. And so just that idea of, yeah, it's better to be poor and honest. It's better to work hard and not have as much than to live dishonestly. So good. Thank you for pointing that out. That was actually something that I was thinking about last week. Um, I, I mean, it really like, kind of smacked me upside the face last week but it's just it's just kind of been in my brain since then um you know working at summer camp fun fact uh it doesn't get you rich very fast <laughs> um mm. we're you know minimum wage you know we're just kind of vibing here not I think not it's less than minimum wage much less yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we do get paid while we sleep so there's that. That is a fair point. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, that's not yeah. much, but it is. But yeah. <laughs> Two dollars an hour or something like that. I think. Anyway. Yeah, the math comes out to something like that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'm speaking now. Thank you. Um, I, I just remember, like, I was going out to, like, get groceries or something for myself. And I was curious. I was like, oh, I wonder how much I have in my bank account now because I think I've been doing a really good job of, like, not spending a lot. I think over the course of the summer, I might have spent like 300 and that's about it. So I'm like, pat on the back. Good job, me. Um, so I check my bank account and it's only like two grand. And okay. I'm like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> like, dear God, I don't want to be greedy, but <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's difficult because working at a summer camp takes your, takes everything. Like yeah. it takes mm -hmm. your whole mind and your body. Definitely. There's a lot of running around and there's swimming and the, the challenge tower if you're on pines and you have to be there spiritually for these kids yeah. and no matter how many times you have played this same stupid game capture the flag over and over and yeah. over again I think you have fun. to be <laughs> oh my gosh i get so sick of it i'm sorry to say but no matter how many times you play the game you always have to be the most enthusiastic yeah. and um I just remember sitting there in my car being like, I work so hard and I don't feel like I'm being paid for the amount of work that I put into this. Yeah. And I was just sitting there and automatically, like the way my anxiety works is that it, it automatically turns into action to make me okay. not anxious. Yeah. So I was like, how can I start doing freelance something, something? How can I do more work on the side? Maybe mm -hmm. I'll get another job. And I was just like, how do I make more money? Because two grand is not what I was expecting. And I just felt like this weight on me. I was like, yeah, no, that's not going to work because yeah. the Holy Spirit was like, are you, you know, this is the daily bread that I've given right. you. Are you going mm. to be grateful for the daily bread or are yep. you going to think about tomorrow? And I was just reading, I think it's Matthew 25, um, <coughs> where it says tomorrow will worry about itself. Yeah. yeah. And I, yeah, I think. I should get that like tattooed on my forehead or something. Like I just need to be in that passage all the time. Yeah. If you do get it tattooed backwards, because the only time you'll see it right. is when you look in the mirror. Indeed. Mm. So um, yeah, a yeah. little, little hint there for you mm -hmm. for word tattoos. Yeah, um, I, I think with this, like I, I get that like money is an issue, especially for college students. But I think we are blessed in other ways, like, like physically and socially and like, like financial well-being isn't, I guess, all the benefit. Like, isn't the only thing we're getting from camp. We're growing, and we're in community, and we're reflecting God, and we're, I don't know, we're just 
it's a, a very it. it's a very blessed job honestly yeah. like yes. i i could be making a lot more money doing retail yeah. but how miserable would i be mm. right yeah yeah it's um yeah it's the, i think it's the best place for you guys to be this summer and um i agree you know speaking from experience i i would not trade my my summers in college at geneva for anything um and yes i didn't make as much as i could have but that's um i think you are rewarded in other ways. Not that that mm. pays tuition, you know. Um, <laughs> no. But um, one of the passages that jumped out to me, and I alluded to this in one of the earlier episodes, but um, verse 7 says, young people who obey the laws are wise. Those with wild friends bring shame on mm. their parents. So it's been fun for me to hear stories from Emmett and just the friends because um, you are not wild people, at least not that it's shared that's brought shame to me. But um, I'm, he's made some wonderful friends mm -hmm. um, this summer who I think will be friends for the rest of his life. And, um, and so, yes, it won't pay tuition for us, um, but um, it's, it's something that will be important to, to Emmett. And it makes me not ashamed of hmm. him for wild living. So, um, no, it <laughs> well, brings, that's what you think. Would though. you have been ashamed otherwise? Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm proud of you, son. Um, I think it's talking about just, another kind of wild living. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we've we've got stories. We can tell you after. <laughs> um, oh, goodness gracious. Don't you guys worry. Yeah. What happens at Captain Sunday stays at Captain <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> oh, good. So, hey, that's something that, you know, well, no, by the time that we, this airs, um, you guys will be done with the camp. Because, hey, if you've been motivated to support Geneva staff over the summer, you can meet with them at Captain Sunday every Sunday night and, and pay for their Sundays. So, mm -hmm. next summer. Next summer. Yeah, you can go. Or there have been some people who just did call ahead. Yeah, like, they just, like, call the staff, and then we're yeah. all in line, and the staff are like, you have to get in one line. Somebody called ahead. And uh, we're like. Yeah. And then it gets super chaotic, but we're like free ice so cream. So much chaos. Thank you. But so, it is it fun. amazing. To all the people who have given us free ice cream, thank you so much. So next <laughs> summer, you can you can do that. Um, <laughs> just using that's a shameless plug for love it. Um, for rewarding for Sundays. These days, so. I wasn't teasing. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Em, anything before we kind of wrap up? Anything that spoke to you from this that you want to share? Um. Yeah. Like the big thing I noticed, um, and like this has been touched on, was like this discusses like the proper treatment or the misuse of getting power, uh, like and having power. So like exploiting mm. people is obviously bad. Um, so yeah, what I noticed was like, it was just talking about, yeah, all different uses of power and how it, power can corrupt you pretty much. Mm. Um, or it, it can, it doesn't have to, but it can. Um, and yeah, that's, it's not great. Yeah, mm. <laughs> I don't know. It's not not ideal yeah. it's not, to be not corrupted. Ideal. Like, don't don't be corrupt. I guess if you don't, yeah, yeah, that would be suboptimal. <laughs> yeah. So I think you're right because I just wrote down some of the comparison. Bad leaders are wicked. They send people to hiding. They're dangerous to the poor. Um, there's no understanding um, of the people, and they will repress them. Versus good leaders who succeed, and everyone's glad. Um, they hate corruption. Um, and therefore lives to a long life, lives for a long life. So, yeah, um, if you are in a place of power or where you are a leader in whether it's, you know, in your home, in your workplace, um, in your dorm, just, you know, strive to be a good leader. Um, so, cool. Well, any challenges um, from this passage that you want to leave our listeners with? I think it would just be take some time to identify the daily bread in your life. Mm. Um, and typically, uh, 
you know, if you if you were listening in one of the previous episodes when I shared my story, um, it I found that my daily bread comes in places where I find a lot of anxiety. Mm. And so um, my schoolwork, uh, every time finals roll around, I'm like, I'm going to fail. And then you think back, you're like, have I ever failed my finals in years prior? No, I have not. So I think I will be okay. Yeah. Um, when we were paying for groceries with, a re- with our retirement money, did I mean, we still had the money, we still had groceries, and so that was our daily bread, even though it didn't look exactly the way we wanted it to, even though our savings weren't what they, you know, should have been in our minds, that was daily bread. Yeah. Um, I think, especially just, like, in this culture of, like, my daily bread looks like a Ferrari, Mm. you're like, uh, my daily bread looks like a 2011 Toyota Corolla. Yeah. you know, comparison is a thief of joy. We've been saying that a lot. All, especially like the female counselors at Geneva. Like we just we acknowledge that comparison it exists and it's a thing. Um, and comparing daily bread, it doesn't mean that God is blessing you less. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me at least, getting uh, in air quotes like less daily bread than other people, having daily bread that looked less valuable. Um, actually was the most valuable bread that I could have gotten. Yeah. So just identifying where God is providing for you and even especially in the places where you're like, I need to be on top of this. I need to be in control of this. Just like take a step back and acknowledge like you are not where your strength and your bread comes from. Yeah. Good. Thank you. Anything else? All yeah, right. That's good. Well, that's good. Uh, well, thank you for joining us uh, again today. Hopefully this was a blessing to you who are listening. Um, and so we will talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.